Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com as well as rate, review of iTunes. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والصلاة والسلام على رسوله الكريم والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد الشاكرين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته ويل كنتنيو إن شاء الله تنايت لتفسير سورة القيامة سورة نمبر 31 in terms of revelation uh, this was uh, revealed after سورة القارعة which was revealed after سورة Quraysh and uh, was revealed after Surah Zaytun, which was revealed after Surah Al-Buruj. And these surahs tell the early days of Da'wah, uh, early days of prophethood, uh, the early days of Islam, if you will. However, as I mentioned, the struggle in Mecca has already intensified. Uh, surah Al-Buruj talks about that, which was a few surahs uh, before Surah Al-Qiyamah. Where Allah talks about the incident where uh, certain people before, during one of the prophets, earlier prophets, were uh, persecuted and uh, they were executed altogether. Actually, that's Allah talks about the big fire that was lit and people were thrown into fire one after another. And that surah was revealed in the occasion where the Sahaba of the Prophet complained to the Prophet that they have been suffering under the persecution of the kuffar of Mecca. So this means that the uh, da'wah is going on. Islam is being presented uh, ayah by ayah, surah by surah in the society of Mecca. And the mushrikeen, the kuffar of Mecca, the oppressive ones like Abu Jahl, like Umayyah bin Khalif, like Al-Akhnas bin Shuraiq, they hate it, they don't like it. And this surah Al-Qiyamah does talk about something like this. And Allah presents a concept, a very important concept, which is the day of judgment, the day of resurrection. That even if you uh, suffer all the persecutions in this life, yet there is one more life where accountability will take place. There is yet one more life where justice, complete justice will be attained. If today you are not getting all the rights and the justice and the fairness you are looking for, then there is yet Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And for all the deeds you do, whether good deeds or bad deeds, you will be accountable for. Whatever your nafs pushes you, in fact, that's what we talked about last time, Allah Azza wa Jal makes this oath by Yawm Al-Qiyamah, the Day of Judgment, and An-Nafs Al-Lawama, the soul, the soul that continuously keep bugging you to do or not to do things, to be uh, satisfied with what you have done or not satisfied. So An-Nafs that pushes you to do things, a nafs that controls your behavior, this behavior you will be accountable for on the day of judgment. So Allah combines these two aspects in one or two ayat. La qiyamah, I indeed will not make an oath by the day of judgment. As I already mentioned last time, this is uh, an expression where Allah really wants to make the oath, but stating la uqsimu means no, like no, la period, uqsimu bi yawm al-qiyamah. Indeed, I swear. Or, as I mentioned also, Allah Azza wa Jal would make this as, even the day of judgment is so great, even a nafs is so huge, so big, so complicated, but nevertheless, I will not make an oath with these two things because what I will be talking about is yet greater than yawm al-qiyamah, is yet greater than a nafs, is yet greater than you altogether because it's Allah Azza wa Jal who is speaking.
So that's another way of understanding this. And we spoke last time about this issue. And we spoke about the person, the person, the one who challenges the Prophet. In fact, he's challenging Allah Azza wa Jal, saying, Oh, who is going to recollect my bones on the day of judgment? Do you really think that we cannot reconstruct your bones? In fact, we can do more than that. And this is what we talked about last time. In fact, we can. Allah says, no, 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 no. We can do that. Not only reconstruct your bones, but we can redo your finger. And I mentioned that this banana is the most complicated part of the human body. That's where you have the fingerprints, which are absolutely unique for each person. So when Allah says, I can do your finger, that means what is even less complicated will be, or might as well be done. So not only we can reconstruct your bones and make you alive again, but we can do your fingers. Now, Allah says, actually this is not the story. It's not the issue that someone denies the ability of Allah to reconstruct our life one more time. That's not what it is. What really is going on, because sometimes somebody will come and challenge you, you know what, I don't really believe in your God. Is that really true? Come on. You find that the point is not that is not that he does not believe in your God or in the Quran or in the Sunnah. Actually, he wants to burst out with his fujur. Say, The human wants to defy all facts. Yafjur, al-fujur, it's beyond lying, beyond denying. It is when you want to defy all facts. All the facts show that the one and only one who can and should and will be able to provide justice in this world are the rules of Allah Azza wa Jal. The only one who should be in charge of the rules, regulations in this world is Allah. Why is it that people are denying it? Is it because they don't think that Allah Azza wa Jal will reconstruct us, will give us life again, will be day of judgment? It is al-fujur. بَلْ يُرِيدُ الْإِنسَانُ بَلْ يُرِيدُ الْإِنسَانُ The human. Now when Allah says Al-Insan, he actually is talking about specific person, but he puts it in general term because it may apply to others. It was Abu Jahl, the greatest enemy of Islam ever at that time, who said that. He's the one who defies all facts, and now he wants to make fujur. Fujur that means he comes outright, uh, he blows up in front of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and denies al-qiyamah, denies uh, Allah azza wa jal, denies the right of Allah azza wa jal to be the one and only Rabb in Mecca. This is the same thing as I mentioned last time, the same thing that's happening in Egypt. The same thing that's happening in Syria. You read Liyafjur, they want to blow it in front of all the people, defy all facts, kill all, everybody around in order to sustain his own rule, to sustain his own system, to serve his own interest, to serve the devil, Iblis, the one who, whom he works with. This is exactly what Bashar is doing. It's Al-Fujur. That's what Assisi is doing. That's what the kings of Saudi Arabia and, the, and all these leaders and so-called rulers, that's what they are doing. They are doing Fujur. Liyafjura Amama. They want to make this fujur to blast out in front of everyone, even in front of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, even in front of Allah azza wa jal, even in front of the fact that there will be a day of judgment. That's what we spoke about last time. Now, the next ayah says, "Yes, alu ayana yomul qiyama." Now, oh, yomul qiyama will be there. Now, tell me when it's going to happen. You know, this is like the joke sometimes some people say, you know, how many people live in China? Or oh, 1.5 billion people. Then he asked the second question, can you name them one by one? That's ridiculous. So you are you really want to make it's it's like fujur. This is not a question. 
So now Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. He says, I can reconstruct your bones. Not only that, I can do your fingerprints. I can do that. Okay? Tell me when that's going to happen. But Allah Azza wa Jal in many other places, when he, when people, they ask him, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ السَّاعَةِ أَيَّانَ مُرْسَاهَا They tell you, they ask you about the hour, hour of the day of judgment, when it's going to happen. Allah says, فِيمَا أَنْتَ مَنْ ذِكْرَاهَا إِلَى رَبِّكَ مُنْتَهَا What does it matter for you? When is that going to happen? It's up to Allah Azza wa Jal. That day, Allah Azza wa Jal makes it up to him. إِلَى رَبِّكَ مُنْتَهَا Here, again, oh, أَيَّانَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ يَسْأَلُوا أَيَّانَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Now, tell me exactly when that day of judgment is going to happen. Now, Allah Azza wa Jal does not give time here. Allah Azza wa Jal does not give time Nobody knows when the day of judgment will happen. Yawm al-Qiyamah when. However, here Allah Azza wa Jal is giving uh, indications in a manner that this fujur, this blasting out against Islam will be diminished. You reverse this back to the person who is making fujur. Allah Azza wa Jal says, you know when that day, when that day will come, فَإِذَا بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ وَخَسَفَ الْقَمَرِ وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ It is the day of judgment, mind you, is a time when your sight, when your sight will be blown out. بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ Your sight will be blown out. Your sight will be gone. You will not be able to see things. It's from the word barq and I will explain more. وَخَسَفَ الْقَمَرِ When the qamar itself, the moon will disappear. The light of the moon will disappear. It will have the khusuf. Khusuf is when we talk about this, uh, 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 the uh, ellipse of the, the clips of the moon, when the moon will be hidden behind the, a blocking the object, like the earth will block the sight of, the, of the, the light of the sun, so the moon will not be visible. We call this the eclipse. So this eclipse, here Allah Azza wa is saying something like it, but it's more. It says, khasaf al-qamar, khasaf means it disappeared. It's gone. When the moon or the light of the moon will be gone. Not only that, when the moon and the sun will collide, will be brought together. Jumi'ah means brought together. It's a very interesting notion and I will spend the rest of this uh, 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 talk tonight on this issue. This issue Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about an incident. And this incident he's talking about is the incident when he calls it Yawm Al-Qiyamah. This is the time when, 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 the, when the world will be reversed, when things will be changed. Like in the Surah At-Takwir, he says, إِذَا الشَّمْسُ كُوِّرَتْ When the sun will be, will collapse. كُوِّرَتْ means will collapse. وَإِذَا النُّجُومُ كَدَرَتْ The stars will fall down. The mountains سُيِّرَتْ وَإِذَا الْجِبَالُ سُيِّرَتْ the mountains will be pushed away, will be no more mountains. When all those animals that have babies they will be will, 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 will abort. And so on. And he talks when the seas will explode. Those are events that will take place. But those in Surah at Taqweer is talking about something. That's an, 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 uh, a creation by Allah. It's an act. Allah Azza wa will cause this to happen. Here, he is giving it a bit more preciseness. Because the question is about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The question here is Yawm Al-Qiyamah. The question or the point in Surah At-Takweer in other surahs is to talk about events in Mecca at the time in Jahiliyyah, like burying the child alive, as we said. And then Allah is equating burying a child like a daughter alive, like the heavenly events that will take place on the Day of Judgment. It's big deal. That was the purpose. Here, the purpose is, the question is Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Somebody, in fact, the whole ayah, the whole surah is called Al-Qiyamah. And the first ayah, La uqsimu bi Yawm Al-Qiyamah. I will not swear, I will not make an oath with the Day of Judgment. So the whole issue is about Day of Judgment. And here, the kafir Abu Jahl or Uday bin Rabi'ah or someone, whatever that kafir is, is asking, ah, ayyana yawmul qiyamah. When is that day of judgment going to happen? What is going to happen? Not one, not what, but when is that going to happen? Here Allah Azza wa Jal is giving an indication. One of the indication 
says برق البصر البصر this sight will be absolutely off but he doesn't say that I will lock your eyes or close your eyes or I will take your sight he's using the word برق البرق is from the word برق البرق is lightning the lightning that takes place when two clouds collide or get, come close to each other and you have the electrons they move from one piece of the cloud to the other piece at very high speed it generates that high electrical current which we see it as a light or lightning that's al-barq, lightning and there was another mention of lightning and the relation between lightning and basar and sight in surah al-baqarah Allah talks in that surah it says يكاد البرق يخطف أبصارهم. البرق lightning almost takes away their sight. Almost takes away your sight. Very interesting. Light, light is what makes you see. Correct. Sight. My sight is not only my eye. My eye is the instrument which I see with. But the sight, the process of sighting, involves an object. A light and an eye. If you don't have your eye, you have a problem with your eye, you will not see. If there is no object at all, you don't see something. There is absolutely nothing. If there is an object and you have a sight and you don't have a light, you don't see. But also, but also, if there is an object and there is an eye and there is a light which is absolutely extremely fast, extremely powerful, more than what your eye can absorb. Sometimes you say in lightning, when sky starts lightening, putting lights heavily, you start closing your eyes so you don't you are afraid that you will not you will no longer be able to see. It will damage your ability to see. So light is important for your sight. But too much light at very high speed might be a damaging to your sight as well. That's what the ayah in Surah Al-Baqarah says. يَكَادُ الْبَرْقُ يَخْطَفُ أَبْصَارَهُمْ The lightning almost takes away their ability to see their sight. Here, Allah Azza wa Jal is not saying that it may. It's not, an, it's not a normal lightning. It says بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ means al-basar, sight, your sight, your ability to see is gone. It's taken away by the barq. Bariq al-basar means you lost your sight. In some tafsir they say, taken at a surprise. Dahisha says dahisha al-basar means you are taken at a surprise. Well, at a surprise that may fall into the same meaning here that this surprise the lightning when it's too much, too excessive, the light is way beyond what you can do, you will absolutely, you will be absolutely shocked, surprised, what is happening? I have my eye, it's open, but I can see nothing. It's light, there's lots of light, but I can see nothing. My eye, I still have my eye, I should be able to see, I'm not sick, there is a world in front of me, there are things, but I can't see and there is light. But the light is at the level of barq. That is not an issue that we see in this life. It's not something that Allah Azza wa Jal will create or will make happen while we are living. Because in order for us to live, we should be able to see. If there is light, my eyes, and there is an object, I should be able to see. Allah Azza wa Jal, He gave us the sight so that we can see. But on the day of judgment, He says, you will not be able to use your eyes to see because your basar will be taken away. It will be through the bark. And that is a miraculous event. That is something beyond what we can do because what causes the light or the sight to be taken away is not the absence of light, but the excessive light. Not only that, this is one. So it has to do with light, with the speed of light, was something happening at a very enormous speed. In the tafsir again, they, which is correctly they say, that means the moon ceases to be able to be seen. 
you cannot see the moon anymore. The moon is way beyond your reach, khasaf. It's absent. It goes away. It disappears. Disappears where? How does the moon disappear? If the moon, if we continue to have the same cycle, like what we do today, when the light of the sun comes on the moon, I will see it. I will not be able to see the moon for two reasons. Number one, the first ayah says, Bariq al-Basar. Unfortunately, you are, you are not able to see anything, nothing, not only the moon, nothing, because your basar is gone. We already said that, Bariq al-Basar. So far, as far as you are concerned, al-Qamar is gone. Khasaf al-Qamar, but not only that. Here is the very interesting issue I was reading, trying to, fo to look at how is it possible that Al-Qamar, the moon, will have an eternal eclipse? Because Khasaf Al-Qamar means an eclipse that will last. It's not something that we observe every year or two years. You say there is an eclipse that you go out and watch. So the moon is gone, is hidden for 30 minutes, one hour, and you start watching until it comes from the, from the darkness. We all witness that, right? Many of us, they have seen the eclipse of the moon. Whenever it's blocked by the, by, the, by the earth itself, we've seen that. But then here Allah Azza wa Jal is saying something more. Al-Khusuf or Al-Khasf or the disappearance is eternal, it's permanent. Something more happens. What I have seen recently that someone is talking about this issue of the moon circulating around the earth, being around us. And the study says that for your surprise, or the surprise of the people who love the moon, that this will not go forever. Because the moon, in its orbit around the earth, it gets farther away from orbit every year. While it's going this direction, next year will be a little bit farther. The year after will be farther. And they claim, based on measurements, that the moon farther, it goes farther in the orbit, around 2.5 centimeter each year. What's that? Two centimeters. Every year it goes two centimeters. Let's say one. Every year, one centimeter. Every thousand years, every thousand years, it goes what? One kilometer, correct? Kilometer is 1,000 centimeter. Every thousand years, it goes away from our, wherever it is now, it moves farther away one kilometer. Every million years, it goes 1,000 kilometers. In other words, now, whether it remains being pushed away from us at the same rate or not, it's, it's a different story. There are many things that may happen based on gravity, based on uh, nuclear actions, reactions, volcanoes, all things that may happen. It may be pushed at a higher rate. But nevertheless, even scientists today, they talk about the fact that the moon is moving farther away and they actually, they calculate numbers they say it keeps moving away until a point where it will be absolutely invisible. Will be absolutely invisible by the people on the earth, assuming that the earth is still earth, assuming that we are still here. Meaning that Khasaf al-Qamar, Khasaf al-Qamar means it becomes a point, there is a point where the moon will be invisible. That's the, that's the exact meaning. Now, the science here, it is just an explanation or putting, shedding some light into this. This may be, somebody may tell me, well, this is not proven, this may not be, okay, that's fine, but nevertheless, Al-Quran is the correct. Al-Quran is saying that this will happen that the moon, the day of judgment, because the, the question is about the day of judgment. And the question is about when. So it's about timing. Ayyana. So he's saying it will happen at a time when the moon becomes invisible. 
it will happen at a time when the moon will, will face this khasafa, al-khusuf, khasafa al-qamar. And someone would say, oh, but we have khusuf every year. This eclipse, we have it every year, correct? Somewhere in the world, every year there is khusuf, there is eclipse. True. So we are not talking about this eclipse that happens because of an object is blocking the sight of the moon. We are talking about khasafa, means the moon itself becomes invisible. It's not something is blocking it. There is a difference between khusifa or khasafa. Khusifa means it has been blocked. That's where we have khusuf. Eclipse, the one we have, is the one that takes place because of an object blocking the sight of the moon. The earth is blocking the sight of the moon, the, the light coming from the sun onto the moon. That's what we have. Here, khasafa means the moon itself disappears. It becomes invisible. And since it's talking about time, so we are talking about a rate at which the moon becomes invisible. Which means there is a time process here. In the time process, something is happening. What our scientists say, what they have seen, is that every year they notice that the moon goes farther away from the earth by one or two centimeters. But over a long period of time, those centimeters become like this, becomes a meter, two meters, five meters, a kilometers, a thousand kilometers, at, until it becomes a point where the moon now is outside the orbit, which is called the spherical orbit of the, of the earth, the sphere of the earth, where it can be pulled by the earth. Ah. Another interesting phenomenon. If it keeps moving away, then the power of a gravity, did you guys take gravity in school? So you know gravity, so I'm not speaking something. So you know what gravity is. Anas, do you know the He knows gravity. Gravity, so even Anas knows what gravity is. Gravity is the force by which things pull each other. All objects, they pull each other at a certain rate of gravity. That's why the moon keeps orbiting around the earth, because of the gravity experienced by the moon, by the force of the earth, and the gravity of the moon itself, the force of gravity against the earth, it keeps it attached. Keeps it attached. There is the earth, the moon, each one is pulling each other to, towards it each other so that both they remain in orbit. Okay? We understand that. Now, if the moon goes away, then the earth starts pulling the moon at a lower gravity. And this is what our scientists from the time of Newton says this gravity is inverse to the square of the radius or of the distance. If the distance between me and you is five meters, I pull you at a rate of 25 meters, five square. If you go farther, 10 meters, this will be reduced, my power of gravity, to 100. Because it becomes 10 to the 10 is 100. This is how it is. It's inverse to the square of the distance. This is simple science. It's not big science. This is not rocket science. Well, it is rocket science. Because that's how they create rockets, by the way. But it's simple. So if the moon starts going a little, a little bit farther, the power of gravity that the Earth is pulling the moon becomes less. The farther it becomes, it goes, the smaller the gravity. Until, until it goes out of the sphere of the Earth, so it becomes subject to being pulled by yet another force. Well, why all of these or all of these things, objects in the space, everything is pulling everything else. Every star, you see it, is pulling everything around it, but at a certain rate. These stars are so far away from us, they cannot pull us. We are closer to the sun, the sun pulls the earth and we keep going around the sun. If we were closer to Alpha Centurion, another star, we will be orbiting the other star. 
But Allah Azza wa Jal made us orbit around the sun and made the moon orbit around the, the earth. Okay. So now, if the moon, if the moon goes farther away from the earth, then the earth will no longer be able to keep it in its orbit. It will no longer be able to pull it and keep it within the orbit of the earth. But the moon will be out in the space still. Still no destruction. And that's the next ayah Allah says, وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ Then the qamar, the moon and the sun, will be collected together. That means it is possible that when this moon goes out of the orbit of the earth, it will be pulled by the sun. Not by Venus, not by Mars, not by anything else. Because once it's out of the reach of earth, the earth is grabbing it. That's a fact. That's why the moon is there. Because we are grabbing it. Our gravity is, our the mass of the earth is huge. We are at least 15, 10 or 15 times more than the, the, the moon. We are much larger. We are much bigger. So we are pulling it. But we are pulling it because it's closer to us. If it was closer to someone else, they would pull it. Just like the game. Just like the game of the, of the ball, the soccer ball. Except that with the soccer ball, you push it. The ball will always go to the stronger. It's in favor of the strongest. In the gravity, the same thing. It's in favor of the, of the, of the biggest, the largest. So when the moon goes farther, if khusaf al-qamar is true, if khusaf al-qamar is true, if it becomes invisible, and if it becomes invisible due to the fact that it has been away, farther away, so that the light coming to the moon will not reach us. Because it has become so far that it's no longer our moon, so it is invisible, then the moon becomes subject to being pulled by another force. What force bigger than the sun to pull it? Now, all speculations can happen, can be anything. Allah Azza wa Jal says it will go to the sun. Allah says, وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ Qamar and the sun will be together. Now of course, once the moon becomes part of the sun or comes closer to the sun, only Allah knows what happens. It will be boiled, melted, whatever. But there will be, Allah is not talking about it here. He's talking about an event. Now, ironically, the scientists who made the calculations and these experiments, they claim, they claim that the only, the only power that will be able to pull the moon to its orbit first before it can join any of other planets in their orbit is the sun. That's their calculation. Now their calculation is not based on the Quran. They are not coming from this perspective. I went to BBC, I read, listened to the whole story and to the analysis. The guy does not even refer a bit. He's not even aware of what the Quran is talking about. That's what we are talking about here. So the ayat here that Allah is telling us, and when I said at the beginning when Allah says, لا أقسم بيوم القيامة This يوم القيامة is huge, it's big. I don't want to make it a subject of my oath. You should know better. There are things which are huge that will take place on that day that even deserve more talk and more discussion. It's one of them. So Allah, in this ayat, is giving us indications. The indications, the, the wording of it is sufficient, is sufficient to create this type of sensitivity in my heart, in my brain towards that day. That's all. بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ خَسَفَ الْقَمَرِ جُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ Site is being stolen or uh, uh, frozen or not being able to see despite the existence of light. Moon is no longer there. It is there but it's not, but you cannot see it. It's invisible. It has khusuf, permanent. جُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ Qamar flies all the way and combine or reunite or get connected to the sun with all of these events those are challenging events 
Anyone who reads it without even knowing the details that I have just spoken about, that will create a sensitivity in my heart, a fear to Allah Azza wa Jal, a keenness about the day of judgment, and a keenness about my nafs, Allawama, the bugging nafs, that to keep it straight all the time so that I will be safe on that day and the day after, and what comes after. But despite all of that, Allah is giving these in terms that allow you to ponder. That allow you to ponder and say, yeah, okay, I got it. So now, with all of this around me, say, oh yes, all of this is possible. Allah the system he created, he created it in a manner, the orbits, the uh, solicital bodies, the spatial bodies, all of them, he created them in a manner that all of these events he's talking about are facts. They are not only things that, oh, okay, I, I take them, I believe them simply because I believe in them. Yes, of course, I believe in them because Allah says, but I believe them because Allah says, and Allah gives me the brain to understand the reality. So this is amazing how some of the scientists who are looking at this, they are arriving at conclusions that can support our understanding. It's not that we are understanding based on their conclusions. We, the understanding, in fact, if you read the tafsir, thousand or more than thousand years ago by Al-Qurtubi, by Al-Tabari, by Ibn Kathir, all of them, they talk about an event. They say this is an event of the Day of Judgment where the moon becomes invisible by itself. And they use actually the word khasafa with this word khasafa, not khusifa. They, they use this distinction, meaning that the moon will be invisible by on its own, on its own, without being blocked. So they understand the wording implies that. The only thing we are adding here, or we know is that, look, we can even do some calculations on this and say that this is what you guys have understood is correct. It's not that I want to prove them correct. I want to give them this big hand saying, MashaAllah, you did good job in understanding this ayat, which was correct. Khasaf al-Qamar. al-Qamar, and they see, they actually say that al-Qamar, in fact, in, in uh, one of the Mufassireen, he brings surah in Surah Yaseen, Allah Azza wa Jal says, لَلشَّمْسُ يَنْبَغِي لَهَا أَن تُدْرِكَ الْقَمَرِ وَلَلَّيْلُ سَابِقُ النَّهَارِ In Surah Yaseen, say, Allah says, الشَّمْسِ, the sun cannot catch up with the moon, and the moon keeps rotating. For each, وَكُلٌّ فِي فَلَكٍ يَسْبَحُونَ Each is running in its own orbit. That is, that is, Allah Azza wa Jal is describing as, life, as long as life is continuing. Allah, when he talks about that, he's talking about an ayah, a verse, an ayah, a sign of Allah Azza wa Jal, showing that this is how he created the world that is living, the living world. He's not talking about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. He says, while this world is functioning, I made it such that the sun will never catch up with the moon. They will be always in different orbits. Here, he says, Jumi'a al-shamsu wal-qamar. Now, the qamar and the sun are catching up in the same orbit, in the same, within the same, the same sphere, if you will. So that's different. In fact, the Mufassirin, the, inter, the, 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 the narrators or interpreted, in, interpreters of the Quran, they did catch this. They said, Allah, in Surah Yaseen, is talking about a time when the orbits are being made distinct. Each one has its own orbit that it runs in. The moon runs in its own orbit, the sun runs in its own orbit, and they will not collide, they will not catch up each other. Done. Now, he's talking about something else. This is now day of judgment. Now we want to finish this world. Now this world is over. The world of nafs, lawama, is over. The world of the nafs that controls your behavior is over. The world that you are trying to eat this, leave that, uh, oppress this person, fight this person, kill this one, rape this one, abuse this one, or be nice to that one, it's over. The world where Bashar is killing people, where uh, Sisi is imprisoning people, is over. 
The world where the security council is imposing all its oppressive rule, it's over. This world is over. This is the world where the sun and the moon, each one has its own orbit. Now I have a new world. Now there's something new. Moon and the sun will be together, will be combined, and this is the day of judgment. This is the day of judgment. In fact, immediately Allah is talking about this issue in the, in the next few ayahs. Then the human, the insan, will be responsible for his own acts. Now that's where the responsibility will show. That's where accountability will show. Here, after this ayah, after all of this, Allah immediately says, يَقُولُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ أَيْنَ الْمَفَرُ Oh, where do I go from here? يَقُولُ الْإِنسَانُ The insan will say, أَيْنَ الْمَفَرُ Where do I run? Where do I escape? I can no longer see. My sight is gone. My moon, my beloved moon is gone. The moon that I have always talked about in a romantic manner. It's gone. It's over. The moon joined the sun. So there is a new world. There is something frightening. Something that pushes you to escape. And here Allah is not talking about a kafir. He's talking about insan in general. Any human, any insan. With the, the insan is still insan. The human is still human. Something has changed. You cannot see, not because you cannot. Because your sight is being blocked. Because the light is too much. In fact, here is another uh, anecdote on this scientific one. Which, of course, the, the day of the Allah talks about this on the day of judgment. That day will be a long one. Will be a long one, very long, like one thousand years. What is a day that is long? A day that is long where the light. Will be, will be so tremendous that you will not e be able to see. What is the day? The day is the time it takes the earth to go around itself. One time, right? The day and night. This is what the day of night, right? The day the earth keeps rotating. And on that day, when the moon is gone, when the orbits are changed, Allah Azza wa Jalla is saying that this day is equal to 1,000 years. It means the time it takes the earth to rotate becomes very slow. And by the way, most of the scientific research claim, today it's a claim, they have instruments, they have measurements, they have computers, they claim that if it had not been for the moon that is helping slow down, or I mean speed up or stabilize the motion of the earth, the earth would have been much, 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 much slower than it is now. And if it's slower, that means the day will be longer. It will be too much day, too long day. But anyway, that's something I, I wanted to mention before I, uh, uh, I leave these ayat, here Allah Azza wa Jal is saying that this insan, this human, seeing all of this, the day is too long, the moon is gone, I can see nothing, what do I do? I have to escape, I have to run, something is, something is damaging, something is frightening, something is big, something is scary, things are not normal, I have to run away. يَقُولُ insan, the human, أَيْنَ الْمَفَرُ Where do I run away? I have to seek a shelter. Shelter from where? From whom? From Allah Azza wa Jal? From the Day of Judgment? Kalla la wazar. Immediately the answer comes, Kalla, no, 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 no. You cannot escape. La wazar. There is no help. Don't even try. La wazar. Wazar is come from the word wazir. Or wazir comes from wazar. Wazir means assistant. Wazar means assistance. La wazar means no assistance. No help, nothing to lean to, nothing to run to. Kalla la wazar. Don't even try. Where do you want to escape? Where do you want to run? 
All of these events are happening all over the earth. No matter where you are, you are going to be subject to these great events that are happening. This is the wording of the Quran to put it in the ears of someone who listens and obeys and believes in Allah Azza wa Jal so that you take care of it now. Then, la wazar. Then, la wazar. No help. Now, there is wazar. The point here is, then, when these things happen, you are asking me about Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Okay, I will tell you what happens then. In fact, I tell you when, but you will not be able to calculate it correctly. I will tell you the events that will take place and how they will take place about the moon, about the invisibility of the moon, about the combining of the moon and the sun. I will tell you all of this. But that's not the issue for you. The issue is that that day you will be asking for help and assistance and run away. You can't run away. You can't seek help. If you seek help, you better seek it now. You better seek it now so that you will be good then. كلا لا وزر إلى ربك يومئذ المستقر. المستقر means the end of the ends. المستقر means the final destiny. Your final destination. Your ending up where? It is to Allah عز وجل. إلى ربك يومئذ المستقر. It is المستقر. The final end. The final result. The end of the ends, the final of the all final, as they call the finale. This finale is into within the scope of Allah Azza wa Jal. This for your Rabb. In fact, it's in this ila Rabbika, as if you are coming back. Al Mustaqar means coming back to your end, to the final destination. The final destination is your Rabb. As in an in, ayah in, in another surah, Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about some people who keep thinking about things which are not attainable. Trying to do things, all types of leisure. And then they see a mirage on the desert. And they run after it. Just like the one who is absolutely thirsty. He's running for something virtual, not real. Like those who run for virtual wealth. He has billion dollars, big deal. What is he going to do with a billion dollars? It's virtual. It's not real. Then Allah says, when he goes to that spot which he spotted in the desert as being a mirage, فَوَجَدَ اللَّهَ عِنْدَهَا Then he finds Allah right there. فَوَفَّاهُ حِسَابَهُ And he gives him his whatever he deserves. فَوَجَدَ اللَّهِ He finds Allah there. Here he says, إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْمُسْتَقَرُ you are running away, you are escaping, you are trying to do all types of things, it's to your Rabb. You will end up at your Rabb. إِلَىٰ رَبِّكَ يَوْمَئِذٍ الْمُسْتَقَرُ As in the other ayah where it says, فَوَفَّاهُ اللَّهُ حِسَابَهُ And Allah gave him his account in front of him. This is what you have done. Here he says, يُنَبَّعُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ بِمَا قَدَّمَ وَأَخَّرُ then at that day when you come back to Allah Azza wa Jal, at that time, when your mustaqar, your end, your result goes back to Allah Azza wa Jal, you will be told about what you have done. What you have done at the beginning of your life, what you have done at the end. What you have done within your life, and what you have done within your life that will help you in the life after. Because there are things which you do now, but they will work for you after you die. Like raising a good child. Raising a good child, a good son, a good daughter. You die and they start making dua for you. You make a sadaqah, jariyah. You build a masjid. You arm an army for Islam. You educate a person with Islam. You teach someone the Quran. You die, this keeps working for you. That's the akhir. Then you will be told about the acts that you have done that worked for you while you were still alive and that worked for you even after you have died. يُنَبَّعُ الْإِنسَانُ يَوْمَئِذٍ During that day of everything that you have done and that's the catch. See, all of these events, to me, they are not happening now. Disappearance of the moon, joining the moon with the sun, they are not happening to me now. I still can see you, you still can see me. There are lightnings that come and I close my eyes for a second, then I am okay. 
That's not the point. The, all the point. Allah Azza wa Jal is driving this so that at one point he puts it in front of your face. All of this, what is this all about? It's about what you have done. About your deeds, your acts, your actions, your works. Your work in the current life. Now, how many people have you oppressed? How many people have you killed? How many women have you raped? I'm talking to Bashar and to Sisi and to the other ones. How many people you have sent to jail already since you have become a president? How many barrels of fire have you thrown down on children and women? How many children you have left orphans? How many women you have left without husbands? How many mothers you have left without sons? How many people you have left without eyes, without legs, without, 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 without arms? How many, how many, how many? How many, how many... Uh, um, how much wealth have you sucked from, the, from the, the wealth of the people? How many billions of dollars from the oil of the Muslims have you wasted and put in the banks of Switzerland, Britain, France, and the other ones? How many, how many, how many? This is the, the issue. It's way greater than even the imagination of what will happen, the acts of the Day of Judgment. What is worse is not the invisibility of the moon. It's not the joining of the sun of the moon. What is worse is when you are faced with deeds that you are ashamed of, that you are not happy with, that will take you to something that you dislike. We'll stop right here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.